Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week in league, Polynesian parents can now pick from names other than Tim, Cameron, and James. Now they'll be pronounced correctly as Rabs calls time on his career. Mrs. Marshall, a certified freak, after she proves good enough to get two underperforming kids contracts with Wayne Bennett. Trent Barrett given lifetime membership to One Nation after killing the rep career of the Fox during Indigenous Round. Plus, we look ahead to all the action of Round 13, the 2022 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 468 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hey, fellas. How are we doing on this uh, chilly Wednesday? Jay's sick. Jay's sick. Well, yeah. He's I mean, also he's, feeling unwell. He's suffering, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's suffering from, uh, from a non-COVID illness. Non-COVID Look, illness. I, I probably did have COVID. And several um, mental disorders. But I just channeled my inner... Nathan Cleary, and I just completely dominated the COVID and, in fact, downgraded it to a lesser disease. So I'm testing negative. See, I, I just wanted to leave it as like a non-COVID illness and then let people's mind go racing. And I mean, the, the first conclusion would probably be syphilis, but like, so, you know, like let, let, let people, you know, play a bit of theatre of the mind. You've got me all wrong. You've got me all wrong. Those days are well behind me. Well behind me. Bless Plus. modern medicine. <laughs> well, plus, in the very early days of the internet, yes, I was for, or, or unfortunate enough, depending on your point of view, to have somebody send me photos of what syphilis used to do to you. <clears throat> that shit haunts you. So I, I wrap my shit up religiously. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's a bit of taste of the, taste of the, the uh, I don't even fucking, like, the passage of time, you know, it, it means nothing to me. I'm going to guess it's like, that's a taste of like the early 2019 <laughs> era, maybe? Oh, would that have been it? it? Was it, like, it, would, it? Would it be mid-2019 era? That, yeah, when, probably. Yeah, around Muppet Babies and all that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> a bit of a throwback. Um, this week in Stepdad's Penis. Um, now... <laughs> <laughs> this week in genital warts. <laughs> now, this week, fellas, obviously we've got a shortened round uh, due to the, uh, the litany of buys caused by State of Origin. And with that being the case, let's actually talk about the uh, State of Origin sides. We had the squads released uh, you know, prior to our, our last episode recording and... Uh, since then, we've actually seen the sides you know, reduced to the the twenty two man squads that are more likely uh, how the guys are going to take the field. Uh, I don't know how you want to do this. I mean, I guess Glenny as a Queenslander, um, you get free yeah, reign, free free reign, mate. Do you want to? What do you think about your side? 
Oh, yeah. We'll just go through. We'll go through. We we'll just go through. Sorry, we we'll just go through like the, the seventeen first because the ones are most likely to to take the field unless uh, you know the, someone gets the origin injury. What was it? Wednesday today, so probably Sunday we'll get start getting the reports about the virus that usually goes through Queensland. <laughs> it's usually on Sunday when the virus hits. Origin virus. Um, yep. Yep. At the moment, the virus uh, hasn't hit, and so we've got uh, Callum Ponga at fullback. Your wingers, Selwyn Cobbo. And Xavier Coates, centers Val Holmes and Dane, Dane Gagai, uh, halves Munster and Daly, props Tino and Papa Lee, Ben Hunt starting at nine, and then we go through the rest of the pack with uh, Capewell, Kafusi, Ruben Cotter getting a very well deserved call up, and the bench Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, and Jeremiah Nanai. Other than Harry Grant, I think the the bench. Is a little bit light on, um, mm-hmm. obviously. Grant there for the essentially utility factor. Um, Felice Kafusi, as much as he's he's been a, a loyal servant, um, I don't know that I'm a massive fan of his inclusion. The ben Queensland H- way, <clears throat> yeah, true. Ben Hunt at nine, rate it. Um, I think it's I think it's strong side. Um, Kalen Ponga at fullback gives me cause. For, I don't feel cause for I concern. Don't, I don't feel he's ever proved himself and cemented Sad his one, His first there. ever Origin game was outstanding, and I think much like the rest of his career in the NRL, um, he's dined out on that ever since for several Origin jumpers, which really isn't what Origin should be about. Um, yeah. You know, we say it should be picked on form, but it really is. Um, no issue with, um, certainly with, with Coates on, on the wing, um, and, and certainly no issue with, with Cobbo being given an opportunity. Holmes and Gagai, solid, um, and guys that are in good form as well. Um, halves pick themselves. Yeah, I, I think the big one, I think Ruben Cotter has the potential to be um, a bit like Kurt Capewell a couple of seasons ago, one of those guys yeah. that just really takes to that Origin arena and 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 I mean he'll grows, do that grows an extra leg. And, I, and he'll I be doing that primarily anyone, in defence. I don't think anyone will ever be a Kurt Capewell Origin debut. No, I, I, I'm that, not saying he's going to be exactly that, but you know how he, you know, Capewell. Some people questioned his his selection and until he actually. Played that series and and now you you couldn't imagine the side being picked without him. So, well, remember uh, when when he Cotter, was when he was picked in the centres. I mean, that was that was the the worst Queensland side ever. Yeah, in quotes, you know exactly. Um, so, um, I, I think Cotter is is probably the, potentially the next incarnation of that type of Origin player that his career goes to a whole nother level because of the opportunities being given here. Yep, the next Trevor Gilmister. <laughs> Look, the only question, that, I mean, obviously, Callum Ponger, you know, we've, no, people wouldn't be surprised by us saying that. I mean, I feel, yeah, his question mark, but, you know, who, who gets the spot ahead of him if if not him? Um, and Ben Hunt, I think, like, Ben Hunt's obviously in great form. I don't know about him starting over Harry Grant, but I think it might be more a matter of his toughness through the opening exchanges. Mm. And then bring Harry Grant on because remember when Harry Grant made his start in the Queensland side, he was also he was you know also coming off the bench, off the bench yeah. and and he fucking tore it up. 
Yeah, when when he'd come on, sort of, you know, twenty five, thirty minutes With in, a, you know, a bit of fatigue and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. So perhaps they're just doing that just to maximise his impact when he does come in. I mean, because obviously he can he could start at nine and, and he could and probably to be play fair, out the match. I think Hunt is is very well deserving of a, of a starting position given his form, albeit at halfback for the Dragons. But you know, he's um, he's had some wonderful games for Queensland at Origin level and. Um, yeah. he's, he can be much maligned at times at, at club level, given his history and, you know, and, and a pretty iconic um, Moment. fail <laughs> in a grand final. But, you know, his, his form speaks for itself. Um, I, like the, I like the props. I like Tino um, starting and, and obviously Papali'i as well. I think that's um, that's a solid front row and... Strong. Yeah, they had a, they had a, they had a big they had, they had a bigger mission, you know, with uh, with Fafita. But then that was then immediately after that, after the outrage had started, they were like, "Oh no, he's actually, you know, injured, mm. and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks." So yeah, so they could sort of couch it in that. But um, I, I don't know. South- you know, if Fafita was picked, it'd be on reputation alone at the minute. Uh, yeah. Look, at, look at the end of the day, you put him on the you, you put him running off a short ball from Daly like Homoly does, or you put him running off something Munster's doing, and it's a different proposition to fucking agreed Toby Sexton. And, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, the 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 elite players when they're surrounded by the elite players, you know, give you you know elite performances. So, um, strong New South, New Wales. South Wales side though. Very, very strong. It, it, it is strong, slightly, slightly different, but I mean, um, yeah, reminiscent of what we've seen. And when I saw the actual squad announced, I didn't have a problem with it at all, to be honest. Um, the glare of the, I mean, the, the elephant in the room, of course, is Addo Car omission. And, yep. you know, even, you know, despite the way that the team he plays for is traveling, he has still been, you know, one of the top two players in that side all season. He's uh, still had a he's still had a pretty good year, you know. Overall, is it is it's not scoring six tries a game year like you know like he he did at Melbourne Storm in his final year there. But but yeah, he's still he's still I feel done nothing to you know warrant being dropped out of the squad. And it feels like it's more of it's it's less about his form and more about the sheer terror that Freddie has with Xavier Coates. Yeah. And he just wants and he just wants someone that that is a is an aerial jumper. Um it's it's the only it's the only reason I mean, it's the only possible reason I could think of. Uh, because yeah, which makes makes a lot of sense because the team that Xavier Coates has played for has had so much success over the last couple of years. Um in saying that, you know, all all of the teams with tall really tall centers and wingers have had heaps of success. Like before this year with Kyle Felt, the Cowboys were amazing, weren't they? Yeah, well, fucking I mean, like hell. Cameron Munster to fucking Xavier Coates has yielded <laughs> you know, plenty of plenty of tries for the Storm this year. I mean, you're taking you you you're talking about his Bronco. I mean, you can't you can't really include his Broncos days into you know what he's doing now. Um, centers this year obviously became a more of an issue with the one of them being coming open due to the injury to Tommy. And it leads to the one problem I have with this New South Wales side, with Jack Whiten being named in the in the number four jersey. Yes, you want to speak on that? Obviously I mean, he's not. Ma- you know, 
Latrell and Tommy being injured at yeah, the same time. Yeah, it has opened up the centres, and and the last time that happened, we had we had Jack White and Gutho in the centres, and it was a, an absolute fucking unmitigated disaster. Um, yeah. Cowardice both sides of the field, um, and that was pretty much the scenario that allowed fucking Cape World to earn mm. his origin reputation. Um, Katoni Staggs, I think, is is uh, you know if we. With the caveats that we have set down about the players who are unavailable, I think he's you know, he almost picks himself, given that given the the lay of the land there, and you know, and I think he'll do the job. Whiten, very, he hasn't done the job for us. I don't see. I don't. He, has, like, he hasn't done the job, and he hasn't done the job for his club. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if you're looking across, and and this is taking all of the Penrith bias out of it. I put Matt Burton in there before I put Whiten in centre. Yeah, do you think, and and this may, pr- the, the the only thing, the only saving grace, I think, to this lineup is that Stephen Crichton sat there in jersey number 14. Crichton, apart from the, you know, the ability to sort of play fullback a little bit and, and in the centres, he doesn't actually have any utility value. He can't play in the halves or anything. So perhaps it's going to be like one of those you know, game time decisions where New South Wales starts with number fourteen in there in the centres, and what because Whiten, who does have, you know, you can debate the 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 amount of utility value for each position. He does, he does, he can play in the halves if need be, and he can, you know, he can play, can play six lock and maybe if he thirteen, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I I'm hoping. I mean, because but then why Fred, not just Fred fucking a, pick him there? Yeah, exactly. It's a fucking mind game or something like like it, trying to they're trying to they're trying to yeah. fucking scare the shit out of Dane Gagai. By, by not letting you know who he's going to line up against. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that's that's what I expect to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then well, you know, Fred. Freddie's the space cadet. We all we know he is anyway. Um, look, otherwise, I mean, I think you've you've got established combinations from the Panthers in in key positions, uh, which is great. Um, I'm happy with it. You know, Damien Cook started to come on into Origin form. You know, peaking at the right time in the in the clubs in the club rounds um i really don't have a, an issue with the side other than that i'm glad I, I do have an issue with the selection in the squad of like tyson frizzell and uh and jacob saifidi but they're not in the starting they're not in the 17 at this point like saifidi what the fuck he did i mean i've got no idea how he <laughs> he had the last name saifidi and his brother was injured <laughs> that seriously that's what he's done yeah yeah this and, is the um, level of fucking cooked we're dealing with. Yeah, I think the, Crichton in the centres and Hines as a utility on the bench and Whiten left the fuck out, out altogether. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, yeah, much better. I think Whiten's picked because he's a Fittler guy, but I would have yeah. said Addo Carr was a Fittler guy too, which means, you know, and what Addo Carr would bring to the side as opposed to Whiten would suggest that maybe he should have been picked first. But, um, yeah, I I think that, you know, the, the combination with Luai, Cleary, and um, the world's most underrated man, the underrated human being, not just rugby league player, apparently, um, yeah. in in the side is is massive. But I think I think they get a lot more if if they pick Whiten at four um, and put Nico Hines. Um, Crichton at four, the, you mean? Sorry, what did I say? You said Whiten. No, sorry. Yeah, you mean you mean Crichton? Crichton. Crichton. Yeah, yeah, yeah agree. And and I guess to an extent, with what they do through the spine. <laughs> And uh, and then with what um, Yo brings as well, it may not matter as much. Like you know, the the ball when it gets to the centers and the wingers 
is going to just require, you know, I think it's running. defensive decisions that, that yeah. you know, a guy that's not a specialist center. Yeah. Because um, I certainly think that at this level, wingers are, are mostly, you know, interchange, interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I mean, they're yeah, like the state of origin is the is the the fucking arena where Darius Boyd can score four hundred tries. Yeah, that's it. Taking a pass and so, falling over after Greg Inglis has fucking done the, done the work for him. So I don't. I'm which I'll tell you what, like say what you want about him though. Darius was a fantastic reactionary defensive winger. As in, there were rarely times where he made a bad read yeah. based on what his centre was doing. Mm. Yeah, you know, but um, thoughts I'm on Tarek really, being picked. I'm Sorry really worried about our forwards and their ability to, if Queensland get get up and start really dominating through their props. We and again, like like RCG, like he's had a serviceable season. He's fine. He's, he's, the but, least, he's the least of my worries. Uh, again, I'm just... We don't have that guy that's going to stand up. You know, we, we don't have that guy. Do you remember Saifedi last year? Mm. And everyone was like, oh, no, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then after the game, we all ate our words. Yeah. And said, no, fuck, he was our guy. Yeah. He was our guy that when we needed him, just took the big hit-ups and got us out of trouble. Uh, Thoughts on Terry maybe- Sims then? Well, maybe maybe Freddie just says to says to Payne Haas and say, "Look, listen, listen, Payne. These these men across you in these maroon jerseys, they don't think you're worth one point two million dollars a season. They're trying to take away your fucking livelihood and your ability to feed your family. Put them go <laughs> in an unmarked backyard grave. Exactly. And the, and then maybe Payne Haas becomes the guy. That guy. Fuck, I hope so. <laughs> you know." Like I, th- I feel like he's the guy that's, that's the most built to be that guy. I mean, whether it eventuates is another story, but uh, yeah, Tar- Tarek Sims. Look, I just hope he grows an extra leg for the for the moment. I don't. Oh, he's another one of these guys. Like, you know, he, I, I sort of lump him with um with with you know Frizzell. I mean, like Frizzell. I mean, that fucking guy has done the fucking job for New South Wales yeah. when he's yeah. when he's in there, and I, I feel like he's the guy that could probably lift Sims. Look, I don't know. I'm not 100% on board with it, but, you know. And I feel like our bench, I mean, you know, notwithstanding the, the utility issue that we have, I think the, outside of that, though, I think there's an advantage to New South Wales there as well. So, yeah, provided I agree provide, that. Provide that, provide that Maddo doesn't demand a release mid-game. <laughs> <laughs> like he does with every fucking team he's ever played for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, predictions. Predictions for game one. New South Wales thirteen plus. Isaiah Yo score a hat trick. Oh, hat trick! I don't think. I don't think Isaiah. Isaiah Yo will score a try. Um, in in the in, in between. This is my bold prediction. In between the fiftieth and seventieth minute, Isaiah Yo will score a try, and it'll be a try that you know may not seal the game. It may just pile on the misery. Um, but that's it. I think that's the only time he scores a try. Uh, however, having said that, I think that he'll he'll uh, he'll lay plenty on. There you go. But not for Jack White and Jack White and zero tries because he'll be on the bench most of the time, and Crichton will be the beneficiary. Jack White to have a fucking pangolin face hug him alien style, and not be able to partake <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Brilliant. 
And like, I, like so, so Ali being there, I saw a lot of people going, oh, fucking, he's fucking, what's he fucking? Not the point. The point is that, like, look at the trajectory of that kid this season. Yeah. And he's, and he, and he is, his trajectory is starting to, to match the hype that he had when there was that big tug of war when he was a fetus between the rabbits and, um, and the roosters. And the roosters. And he's not there to take the field. He's there to, He's there because he, at this stage, looks to be a certain future player, whether that's in like yep. two years or three years' time. Uh, and they just want to get him around it, which will probably accelerate his development anyway, you know, being a part of that. So no problem with that. And Appy, I mean, <laughs> Appy just needs an excuse. He just needs an excuse to get out, of, get out of the house and get his fuck on, as <laughs> like same as last time. So <laughs> big dog's got to eat now. <laughs> and Freddie's just doing his boy solid. Um, <laughs> Glenny, prediction: Can Queensland win the series? Can they win game one? Yeah, I believe they can. Will they I win think game origin one? Origin is is a, obviously a. A different arena, and you know, there's a lot of factors that that go into. Victory. Get out your button mushroom. Get out the button mushroom and make a fucking put it on the table. Make a call. Queensland, How are they going to win game one? Queensland one to twelve. Cam Munster, man of the match. All right, we shall see. I think, I think New South Wales get the win. I think it might be closer than the thirteen plus that uh, stepdad indicates, but uh, I think that it'll be. Uh, I don't think it'll be particularly stressful though the whole time. I don't think New South Wales are going to have to come back from from a, a double digit deficit or anything like that to get the win. I think they'll uh, they'll be thereabouts for the entire game before they uh, seal it towards the uh, last quarter. Now, a uh, another news article, and this one just happened uh, today, I think. And uh, the great man Ray Warren has retired. After 55 years in commentary, uh, he announced his immediate retirement and uh, the 78-year-old will not commentate the State of Origin series. And uh, although he had a contract extended uh, through to the end of this year, this season, hasn't appeared in the commentary box yet. And uh, it looks like a quote from him. So he says, after talking with my family and calling rugby league and other sports for 55 years, I've decided my time in the commentary box is over. I will miss calling immensely. But I think it's time to move on with my 80th birthday, only 12 months away. Uh, then he goes on to thank people, you know, where he got his start and where he worked. And yep. uh, and he'll continue to work at Wide World of Sports, they say. But his commentary uh, days are over for, um, after calling 99 State of Origin matches. Jesus. 45 grand finals and three Melbourne Cups. Wow. So most certainly one of the greatest broadcasters in Australian sports commentary history, and he was inducted in the NRL Hall of Fame in 2019. Very nice. Any comments? Memories? It's probably due a, a better statue, if I'm honest. Ouch. Are you trying to get us fucking ostracized or something? <laughs> Vossi's never been the same. Sorry? Vossi's, Vossi's never been the same. He's never been the same, but the man had a point. Um... <laughs> Look, growing up, that was that was the voice. <laughs> it's probably you know. Well, he's been, been he's been rugby league. Like, he's been the voice for far longer than our lives. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's it. Our, I mean, like a generation before us of watching rugby league. You know, so um, 
I think he's he's probably the voice of rugby league to just about every fucking person that listens to this show, exactly. and there might be a handful of people that remember Rex Moss or something. But I, I do, know. I do remember uh, Frank Burge or whatever. Yeah, Rex Rex Moss. Um, I, I think what it highlights is the the chasm, you know, between what Ray Warren was um, at his at his peak and for so many years. And the crop of guys that we've got now, there's no one that really stands out as a, you know, the the guy that's head and shoulders above everyone else, and and is synonymous with rugby league commentary. There's this. Yeah, I think it's also there's the passage of time as well because the way that the game has changed. I mean, now we have every game broadcast live, exactly. and there's a multitude of different commentators, and you've got your various ex-player sort of color guys, and then you got your play-by-play guys like you know, Warren Smith and Vossi or whatever. Um, whereas back in you know. In, in Ray, like, you know, there was maybe only a couple of games televised mm. a week and he'd commentate all of those and then you'd have then you'd have the ABC one where you'd get like, you know, Warren Boland or whatever doing that one. But he was predominantly the only guy because he was you know, the job only required a guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's um, it. And, you know, perhaps, you know, given that sort of scenario, maybe one of these other ones that we love to hate at the moment, maybe Maybe we'd feel somewhat differently, but um, who's the best now? Who's the best at the moment? Fuck, I don't, I don't love any of them. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Be, and uh, well, I, I think you should split it into two categories. Okay, so there's there's the the commentator, the, the play by play, and the color, and the color. Yeah, that's it. So, um, I look, I I know a lot of people don't. I like Cooper Cronk. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I, I look, like Cooper Cronk. I, I, I guess here's this thing. If, if I'm listening to a doctor or somebody that gets their medical information from Facebook, just by knowing what each of them know about the subject, I'm more inclined to be more engaged by the doctor. Mm. You know, so so just understanding what Cooper Cronk's achieved and, and some of what, what he's done, then I'm naturally going to gravitate towards him. Yeah, but um, this, this thing is, I mean, even with those color guys, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the, the majority of them have, have achieved great things on the field, however. That's it. The gar- you know, they're, they're, I mean, Cooper Cronk is definitely more eloquent and, you know, and, and certainly more suited um, to that kind of thing. Brandy's um, fantastic. Absolute living legend. Yeah, Absolute not so great legend. on the mic. Amazing on the mic. Not so great on the mic. Amazing on the mic. <laughs> Play by play, guys. Like, who is it? Like, who is the yeah, best one? Like, know. I'm fuck. I'm off Vossi after probably the last eighteen months. He, he seems fucking... to he seems to engage more in the stuff that the color guys engage in, which is more just bitching and just and just and beating a dead faulting. horse, beating yeah. a dead horse for five minutes yeah. in the in rather That's rather than moving on and getting on with it. Um, I think I what... hate Ganane. I cannot fucking stand Ganane and his goodbye bullshit. The day that someone says goodbye to that cunt is fucking <laughs> one of the best days of my Here's listening the, I, I career. Think the, the easier point is instead of talking about who we who we hate, let's keep it Dairy Queen. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Just, I'm trying to like actually eliminate content. What, you know, contenders to, get, to reach is, the one. I think if you think about Rabs and all of his you know modern day failings aside and mm-hmm. thinly thinly veiled refusal to step into the the non-stone age and pronounce people's names correctly or you know tell different people apart um he had i think a real love and appreciation for the game and a real respect that what those men were doing wasn't easy Mm. like a, a a real understanding that even if it was the worst game of football that that he'd ever called 
that it, it was still something that almost no one else could go and do. Yeah, I mean, Rab's never worked for Fox and had to commentate Monday Night Football, though. Yeah, so <laughs> that shit would have sent him to the grave. That shit would have sent him to the grave a decade ago. <laughs> Even talking I mean, about it's, it for it's, two minutes I mean, after the I fact mean, was difficult. With, with your commentary career, is fucking ninety percent consists of eight pm on Friday night. Yeah, obviously <laughs> you're going to have a different appreciation for the game. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just fu- I've just fucking I've just taken your Dairy Queen and sent you down to the fucking Coogee Bay Hotel. <laughs> you sent me to get a sponge from fucking Redcliffe. No, the sponge from Redcliffe is great. I mean, the Coogee Bay Hotel ice cream they they shitted in it. I mean, it's not, it's not the same thing. I mean, you can hate the sponge cake, but at least you come. Like- <laughs> and no one's shat in a sponge cake to my knowledge. <laughs> 2022, Glennie, we don't kick shame. So, uh, you know, a great innings. We're treating you like you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you had a great, you got a great innings. You uh, will forever be the voice of of, uh, of rugby league for you know the current you know for for us you know a lot yeah our parents for you know for a large to a large extent and. Um, be interesting to see who steps up to to uh, take up the mantle, and I'm not sure that that person's going to emerge anytime soon. On to round 13 of the 2022 NRL season, shortened round, buys galore. Thursday night, though, we have got the Gold Coast Titans taking on the North Queensland Cowboys at Hope Solo Coliseum and the Titans side. Fafida injured, as we mentioned. Tino's playing Origin. So, they're out. And uh, Mo Fodawaka returns at prop. Patrick Herbert's back in the back line. And uh, SR Masters, when we're talking about people who don't have utility value, he's on the bench. Uh, the Cowboys side. Uh, scrambled by Origin uh, again for the first time in a minute. Uh, so, Ruben Cotter... Tom Dearden, Valentine Holmes, all representing Queensland. Nana is injured. Uh, Tamalolo comes back from injury, though, which is a great boost for them. Uh, Limuelo joins the bench. And the man, <laughs> Brendan Elliott, he's been number 24 all year, and he's in there, number two, on the wing. Uh, while uh, Hampton goes in for replacing Dearden in the halves. Cowboys, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, sure, think, I think Cowboys, sure. disrupted side, obviously, with some selections with, with, with Origin. Um, Drinkwater's still there Townsend's still there um, Tamalolo back I think uh, I think the Cowboys would be far too strong for the Titans I think it might get a little embarrassing for the Gold Coast Dollar fifty favourites the Cowboys rightly so I do like the plus. fact that you know while they have some players out obviously the Cowboys are relatively unaffected by origin like especially in key positions I think that bodes really well for them. So, yeah, they'll be far too strong for the Titans. Yeah, I mean, it's really the, the, the defensive cotter is the is the main thing that's going to drop out there. And I, I mean, like the way the Cowboys are defended this year, it's not it's, it's not one person anchoring that shit. I mean, that's a a system that's working and has been bought in by all the guys. And I think that uh, everyone they've got in there has played first grade this year as well. So they're not like, they're not throwing anyone into the wolves. 
Yeah, and um, and really, it's just a matter of uh, the, the the key there is how Hampton goes, and or more 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 to the point, like how Chad goes, because this these are the rounds where he's going to earn the bucks. Yeah, yep. Where he's got to guide the young side that's been going great, dealing with you know probably the most origin depletion they've suffered in you know since yeah. Johnny was running around. So, and and to be honest. Last year, when he'd signed the contract, we we were all scoffing about his ability to do exactly that. Now, I'm not willing to back against him with how he's yeah. gone so far this year. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, they've definitely they've definitely uh, proven themselves to be more astute than we are, and they've got so far. You know what? Twelve rounds, 13, 13 weeks into the season, they've absolutely got. They're halfway. They're halfway to getting every cent of value for money out of Chad Townsend that we oh, never yeah, thought 100%. they'd get. You know, yeah. Um, okay, moving on to Friday. Just the one game, the six o'clock one drops off due to Origin. The Panthers take on the Bulldogs in Penrith, and obviously it's a depleted side. This is the uh, the round of illegitimate potential joy, and um, so Toto, Yo, Luai, Martin, Cleary, and Crichton all out. Uh, Jennings and Staines come into the side. Um, Falls and O'Sullivan in the halves. Chris Smith and Matt Eisenhuth in the back row, and uh, Salmon joins the bench. The doggies. Fatala Mariner starts in the back row. Woodell's yeah. benched. I can't believe. I mean, we have Woodell still play. I just don't know. Sia uh, uh, Manif and I replaces Stimson on the bench. Otherwise, the doggies are unchanged from the, the side that loses every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers. I mean, I, still, I mean, I still think the Panthers are going to remember. Remember Origin last year. I mean, obviously, the big you know, illegitimate joy business was. Um, you know, with the Tigers getting the win. But if you got to remember in that game, that game was fairly close and then the Tigers kind of just pulled away sort of at the in the last sort of 15 minutes. when yeah. the, and, and that's when the Panthers' resistance kind of, you know, whittled away when they realised that it was beyond them and they weren't going to be able to close the gap, you know. Um, yep. The Doggies are a different proposition to what the West Tigers were last year. I mean, the West Tigers were almost always in a fucking game last year. Almost. And uh, look, I just, again, it's broken record stuff, but the Dogs have just they've scored while they've scored more points now that Trent's gone. They're a side that is it's inconsistent and has trouble putting points on. Yep. Can can the Panthers muster up some sort of uh, reasonable defence? With the interruptions to their lineup, I think the only <laughs> the only motivating or, or, or factor in the dogs' favour is the fact that Josh Adokar will be pissed off and and want to play well and and score some tries mm. to prove a point about his origin mission. Yeah, but sadly, get it out to him. Yeah, sadly, that's not going to be near enough. And I think um, O'Sullivan. Um, in the in the handful of games that he had um, at the start of the season, I think he proves quite adequate in in steering the side around. Um, he's still got a formidable forward pack for for Penrith and and very. And that's system, the key. That's the key to me. You know, I think yeah. System orientated. I think they It'll be business as usual for this game. I don't, I don't see an illegitimate joy upset. That's for see, sure. 
Look, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. But the thing that both of you are missing is this: just the, the pure level of impact. You have underrated the absence of Isaiah Yo. You speak <laughs> oh, so about forward packs and, and all these things. Are you predicting a Panthers loss then? Not at all. Um, be thirteen plus, uh, but so in that, so we haven't unpredicted. We, we haven't we haven't underestimated anything. <laughs> no, you have underestimated it, but um, that that's the truest test. They're they're back to being a normal football side. I take you know, your point though. Yeah, without Isaiah Yo there, they like have the, zero chance. The the man is a walking PED. You know, I, I I dare say that if the Panthers can actually win this game. It puts an end to the underrated <laughs> Isaiah Yo talk. I mean, this is his 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 rating oh, is on the line. No, if they can you, if they can if they can win without him, you got to pick then... your battles here. Do you, do you want Isaiah Yo to be underrated, or to to become not underrated, or do you want you know the stench of Trent to waft so long after he's left and be that pungent that they can't lose, even with the loss of the most underrated player in the history of the sport, which would make Trent. By far the worst coats ever. Yeah, but Trent's long. Trent's gone now. That's that's over. He's yeah, a corpse. Okay. <laughs> so so now now what what the dogs do now doesn't it's it's not it's not on Trent anymore. And uh, and what and if and if they were to get this win, more importantly, that doesn't go on Trent's record either. That goes on that goes on on Gus's record, like the one against the Roosters a month ago. Yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, sure. I just feel like the Panthers. Being serious, though, I think through the they've got enough forwards that don't qualify to represent <laughs> New South Wales to get them through this this period, no problem at all. Yes, and uh, and really, it's just it's just a matter of how much O'Sullivan can do, and also how much how much Appy's going to take on his shoulders because it's I've, it's it's all going to come through forward role and Appy doing things. I think more so Isn't than it? through Appy's in camp. Well, no, he's 20, he's number twenty-two though, so he'll be playing. Yeah, okay. he'll, he'll be playing. He'll be released for this game for sure. If he's not top eighteen, he'll be playing this game. And I don't and I don't see what they're going to bring him in, given the fact that I think the utility value is going to go. It seems to be Whiten, Crichton, White, Crichton, Whiten, then Nico, yeah, then Appy. You know, so I don't. I, I think unless unless Damian Cook gets injured or COVID, I think Appy will be playing. Saturday night, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the New Zealand Warriors at Brookvale. Um, Manly side with uh, Daly playing Origin. We've got Schuster with uh, Foran in the halves. Um, Jason Saab comes back from the toe injury. We are displacing George Tafua. Hallelujah. Uh, Marty Tapao returns from injury. I say injury. I, mean, I think I heard something about his quad, but I mean, it's, you know, his pride, I guess. And Carl Lawton returns from suspension. Um, Warriors side. Wade Egan and and Bailey Sirinan return. Lussick and Louis drop to the reserves, and uh, Rocco Berry replaces Viliami Violia. And Viliami Violia played forty minutes with a last jaw. week with a broken jaw. Jesus that's, Christ! That's a that's a, that is a, that is a tough motherfucker right there. Um, but yeah, he'll be out, he'll be out for some time, obviously, with that. Have you um, ever like ever? Have either of you ever broken your jaw? I've never yeah. broken it. I've, t- I've taken a, a heavy knock, but and, and that's bad enough, really. But yeah. I've never broken it, no. You haven't, I've, have you? I've said things that probably would have deserved to have my jaw broken. 
<laughs> week to, in, the week in, of, <laughs> to the surprise of absolutely no one. Week in, week out, if you're asking Glenny. <laughs> <laughs> but just to play a contact sport and where every every jolt would be... The amount of incidental contact. Yeah, but even the amount of incidental contact you get to the to, around the jaw, even when people aren't tackling you high with mm. the initial impact, I mean, just the amount of contact and everything—it's it's fucking amazing to think of yeah. going through forty minutes like that. Mm. Yeah, but he's not playing, so therefore the toughest player in the Warriors organization is not is not going to be there. Um, Jesus, I, I I I can't wait to see what happens with uh, Josh Rooster and Kieran Foran both uh, running <laughs> five eights. Playing in the halves, uh, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be kicking, and uh, if it's only Lachlan one Croker, will be looking where they pass though. Well, that's true. That's true. And I mean, you know, will the Warriors? You know, will they? Will, will they fall for it? I mean, you know, because if <laughs> because if Josh isn't looking at the guy he's passing it to, he's one hundred percent passing it one hundred percent of the time. Like it's just it's just the way it is. But it's also a bit of a, I guess a, you know, a, a test or an audition or whatever, just to see. You know what Schuster can do. You know, as as you know, yeah, a bit further out. You know, in in the in the six. Uh, look, I don't think I I question whether he's fit enough to even play eighty minutes at this point. But maybe you know, with the less workload in defence and, and and that sort of thing, maybe yeah, maybe he gets through it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, but yeah, the, the only the only worry I have is like the kicking game, and if they need to kick themselves out of kick themselves out of danger otherwise look traditionally fucking terrible terrible results through origin but look they're not going to get an easier game at this time of year mm. than than the warriors i think, um, home, I given, think. The, given the defense and also yeah, yeah. They, they, they go they go pretty well at, uh, at brookie especially this year so it's really it's really that it's really the poor the poor state of origin results that traditionally have warriors aren't amazing either over the last couple of years during the during the break and the warriors you know by all rights should be amazing in the origin period because they're one of the sides that's almost built to not be affected by it which, which we say every year yeah we say yeah. every year yeah I guess how long he keeps saying it I mean look, look fucking manly have to get the win I want to, I want to see Josh to have a good game I want to see Josh to look where he passes and obviously you know. With the the massive overlooking in state of origin, um, you know, Ruben Garrick's gonna have a chip on his shoulder and and have to put on a clinic as well just to to let these motherfuckers know. Spot um, on. The calls for Ruben Garrick to play Origin were being ignored more and more. It would seem. Well, uh, game one. I mean, obviously Teddy's gonna do his hog desco thing, and Queensland are gonna win by a, a, a lot, and then Freddie's gonna have to go. Okay, the vibe didn't work. Loyalty didn't work. It's time to fucking ring in fucking Nunu and. And uh, and like let's reward form and uh, and get Ruben Garrick in there to fucking turn this ship around, and uh, and I'm sure he will. But yeah, that's for game two. Let's not look too far in the future. Let's be mindful. Let's live in the now, enjoy the moment, and then we can enjoy game two. Ruben Garrick, Brad Fittler medal winner, when it happens. Um, <laughs> and I say I say yeah, when not as he plays with Dylan Edwards on Rugby League Live too. <laughs> Uh, Canberra Raiders take on the Sydney Roosters on Sunday afternoon down in Canberra. The Canberra side, uh, without Whiten and without Papali'i. So Frawley comes into the halves. Horsburgh moves to prop. Jesus. Harry and Myra and Mooney join the bench and Schiller out at the 17. Why wouldn't they just... Why is Frawley going to the halves when they... Like, Canberra fans, can you tell me 
what Brad Schneider, he's, he's got like the reverse of the goat photos. Like that guy, that guy came in and, and deputized when, um, when Whiten was out for a couple of weeks yep. and it turned, and, and he was part of the turnaround of their season. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they were, they were full on faders and then he came in, you know, deputizing for Whiten, um, and, and he turned, they, and tur- they turned it around and it seems like he's always an afterthought though. I mean, Fogarty was obviously there, you know, I'm loath to say their big signing over the off season, but obviously, you know, he was the intended seven when fit going forward and he's taken a while to get right. But yeah, don't know. Uh, the rooster side though, also uh, origin effective, of course, uh, with Joey Manu moving to fullback, replacing Teddy. Um, Kevin Nagama comes into the centers. Billy Smith replaces Tupo. And uh, Takayaho replaces Collins at prop. Egan Butcher joins the bench. Like a lot of teams, you know, like a lot, like a lot of teams, uh, not as origin affected as 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 once as what those they once were. Who wins this one, Glennie? I think the Roosters. Again, it's more about systems and you know experience. I think Kiri. And, and Walker, the consistency through the halves is, is key for the Roosters. And um, Raiders, albeit at home, and it's getting to that time of year where they're, they're even harder to beat at home. Um, I, I, I still think the Roosters will be just too strong. But with some of the outs, I think it will be a, a more competitive game than what it otherwise would have been. So it should be an entertaining match. I thought this. I would have thought this would be a competitive game anyway because, I mean... They're two teams that are in de- decent form at the moment. Yeah, the rate. I mean, they both had their moments too, where they're where they're patchy, <laughs> both yeah, both yeah. sides. But um, you know, the difference that Tedesco makes to the Roosters when he's in the side is can't be understated. Yeah. But um, and and I've got my concerns about fucking the Teary Teary Ranger in the in the front row starting. Yeah. Letters letters potentially murdering. Or at least get him, at least get him crying and pointing. Exactly. Yeah, you know, as he's wont to do. Well, he's got form. Yeah. Um, yes, but uh, no roosters for me. Yeah, I think you have to go to the roosters. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me though if the Raiders, uh, you know, did better than we expected. But I mean, you know, like losing losing Papa Lee is not the thing that it was for them. Mm. last year or the year before because, you know, you've seen Tarpanay sort of emerge as, like, probably their forward leader now. So... Bookies have jumped on the Roosters, eh? dollar sixty at to 235 yeah. for the Raiders. So, not not massive yeah. long odds I think Roosters, Raiders. Roosters do deserve to be the favourites, so that's yeah, probably not, not too far wrong. But And I, and I would favour the Roosters as well. But, yeah, it just wouldn't surprise me to see uh, a better performance from the Raiders than we were expecting. That's it. Four games. It's that time of the year. When the weather gets cold and it all gets a bit too hard, mm. but we get a couple of easy episodes <laughs> with half the six, games. Six it's degrees really nice. outside. Picked uh, picked my six to- picked my son up from touch football training where he played in tracksuit pants and a hoodie for for an hour and a half, and um, blast like Paul Siren in, in like Paul Siren in, in parks <laughs> against the French in like nineteen ninety. <laughs> Two or whatever it was. Yeah, so he uh, he was not enjoying it at all. But fires on, 
and uh, it's that time of year where fucking I just I still maintain all those years of two to two and a half, sometimes three hour <laughs> recordings once a week. Yeah, the fact that the epiphany to break it up into two shows was only had last year was fucking outrageous. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, it's it's a lot easier to do two episodes a week when we're just dialing in on a video call rather exactly. than actually having to physically back and forward and that sort of thing because exactly. that does take a chunk as well. Yeah, the coffee, but, um, the, the Mac is coffee on the way, uh, and then the fucking the micro sleeps on the way home. Quality. The funny and the problem is like when you were doing when you when you were doing the drives over to my place all the time, it was um like that's when Macca's coffee was battery acid and since then they've yeah. actually tried to get the, the McCafe thing going and it's and it's like well I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say it's good coffee on I me, mean, it's not the battery acid that it's it was either. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In, at a pinch it's all right, you know. Um if if it, if there's absolutely no other option and you need to get caffeine. And you, don't want to, and, you, and you don't want to have a stroke by drinking fucking Red Bulls and, <laughs> and V's or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, on that note, that's it, boys. That's it for uh, episode 468. Uh, if you want to support the show, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, there's a number of tiers there that you can support the show, um, starting, at, starting at two bucks. And uh, extra content, merch drops for those at the high levels and our first merch drop coming up in July too. So um, we're going to finalize what that is and I have to get those in production pretty quickly. Uh, as I said, got the uh, finally got the polos uh, back in stock so we can actually pull the trigger on the supporter packs. I, I hesitate to call them memberships because I mean, they're, yeah, it's, it's June. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, the supporter packs. So, so they'll be, they'll be up for pre-order shortly. I've just got flat out work at the moment. So just need to find a moment to get up there and do the photoshopping and throw things in there. And, um, I think that's about it. Do you fellas have anything else that you want to mention, bring up? Is there anything we're forgetting? I think we've covered we it. Pin? All right then. On that note. Oh, and also hoodies will be coming back. People who missed the hoodies last time, um, have indicated that they want a chance to get the hoodies. So I will be giving a chance to people to get to get the hoodies. And for those who have one, uh, there will be option for an alternate color one as well if you want to go that way. Um, I, know, I, I, know, I know I do personally for myself want to uh, <laughs> get one in a different color. So uh, What do yeah. you reckon? Do, do, we, do we do a chase variant? Oh, like random one, not selected one. Yeah. Oh, look! Look, we we could. I mean, is that something that people are interested in? As in Let the way it works, the way it works is one in every, you know, ten. Yeah. Or, or one in every, you know, whatever number we fucking decide, really. Yeah. In each size. But that's some sort of rarity. Like, so maybe we make it. We take the yeah. total number for pre-order, and and you know, that's like ten percent, ten percent of them, or something, turn out to be, you know, this one, and then um, and what we sort of we come up with some sort of exclusive colorway that's uh only available that's those it. people yep interesting Spoken let us know your like thoughts. a true sneakerhead it's just <laughs> seeping in i love it i love it yeah well that, that's the thing yeah yeah we will be uh re- releasing the uh the twill nation uh, the twill nation uh two uh hoodie which is the, the zip up one or it, could, or it could be tool nation threes in this colorway <laughs> yeah <laughs> which it. is the like polo hoodie. <laughs> quick quick update more so for jay who pro- should probably do this off air but i'm not going to um jackson's got his first basketball game in the uh mb ones on friday night how good he uh 
after so just, school. So just to pick you up there, they're called mellows. Okay. They're not called MB1s. You just call them mellows. Right, eh? Which is incredibly disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, he uh, he made his bed. Took it upon himself to Uber it down to the barber after school yesterday to have his get his hair done. Absolutely fucking carries on a treat whenever I say, mate, you probably need to get your hair cut. Took it upon himself. It's a big moment. Very <laughs> He's good. <keen>. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, extremely, extremely Ben Simmons areas, though. I mean, like, just the, I mean, let's hope he takes the shot when the shot yeah. needs to be taken. Yeah, look, doesn't lack confidence, that's for sure. But yeah. He's, but he's yeah been tra- has he been training the house down in him, though? Sorry? Has he been well, training the I house mean, down in him? Yeah, he, he trained Monday night with his club, but will not. How are, they impro- how are they improving his game, though? Did you get a review after the first training session? I uh, did get a fair few comments um, and was interrogated as to where he got them from and questioned as to whether they were fakes or not. And he had to, you know, had a press conference essentially with his teammates <laughs> and yeah, answer a few questions. <laughs> Is this because the rest of his... Do the rest of his team play in, like, R.M. Williams? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. But you, his mother would suggest that it's not far off that because apparently all their shoes are very understated. And now you're coming out with those things. Yeah. Look, uh, playing in R.M. Williams would probably offer just as much actual scientific support and advantage as anything, say, Adidas has ever produced, so. <laughs> Old Agenda J. <laughs> Back in the building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, quality. Tell you, that's the next step. We'll start releasing custom custom Twill Air Force Ones. Yeah, just make, make, we're just making them on bulk on fucking... Get on the you. bandwagon, that's it. <laughs> Love it. We, just have, we have to wait, we have to wait though, until they, until they cycle the colours again because the, the green in there at the moment's not... The last, time, the last time they cycled the colours, the green was perfect. Yeah, like around Christmas time, and then That's they it. then they moved it, and there's not real, and and also now you can't, they've got to be all leather and that as well at the moment with the, the options. As suede, the only options you have is like purple and black. I think are the only colours you can use out of like the thirteen. Yeah, I spent a lot of fuck. I spent a lot of time fucking <laughs> fucking around in Nike by you making custom shoes that I oh, never yeah. fucking, that I never pulled the trigger on. Yeah, and then the colours go out of circulation. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Um. Anyway. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> this week, this week in sneaks, uh, <laughs> coming soon <laughs> or not? Um, that's it, boys. I'll talk to you fellas on, uh, I guess, probably Monday. You will. See you then. See, See you, boys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.